You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold and with Judy Gold. Judy Gold. And today, before I introduce our unbelievable, like I, you know, I get excited, but I get there's some people I get really excited for. Yeah. And those are the people that you tell me uh, not to To talk talk to. Yes. Um, So Lauren got a phone call this morning. Don't talk okay because this is mine but you can a little bit i did bring karen burgreen our friend karen who's been on many episodes she's our uh, robin quivers for today oh, yes thank you robin thank um you, Judy. so anyway we have karen and and lauren and you can call me hennessy my friends call me hennessy Hennessy. okay uh, lauren i want you to calm down yes boss thank you um Karen, I want to thank you for being here. Your sons are delicious. Thank I love you. your husband. You have a huge apartment. And what about the dog? The dog is the best. <laughs> I love the dog. And you know what I love about your apartment? What? It's a mess. Yes, total mess. And I have a tiny apartment and it's a mess. And I say, oh, if I had a big apartment, I know it would be a mess as well. Today, our guest. I wish we had music. We have to have music. I can put music. I can put any music on you want right now in post. Okay, what should we have? Um, I mean, this is, by the way, I just want everyone to know here. When I first started the podcast and I had the idea, my opening song was the Barry Sisters singing Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head in Yiddish. Okay. And yet CBS was like, no, we have to pay for that. Now, the Barry Sisters are both gone. And I'm sure the estate would not mind... You know, and it's so, it's funny, because you know Yiddish, Yiddish words sound like their meaning. So anyway, we're, I don't know what music we're going to put in for our guest today. Well, I've been playing that song behind. I was just going to introduce her. Sorry. And cue music. And our guest today, I, I don't, you know, like, there's, I don't know how to intro her. I mean, we can intro her as, shut up! We can intro her as one of the most incredible, successful cartoonists, social commentators, journalists, um, feminist. uh, She's empowering. She's classy. I mean, I can't. She's she's really mad at me right now because she's like, shut the fuck up, Judy. But ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Oh, no. Is my menopause? I took my hormones. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I read The New Yorker. Um, I'm not saying that because I think I'm smart. I still have 
New Yorkers from like February in my bag that I didn't finish the article and have to torture myself like you didn't finish the article and you think you're so smart and you have to finish the article because you talk about the article like you read the whole article and you think you're, you know. The New Yorker is a magazine that if you have low self-esteem, it lowers your self-esteem because there's no way to fucking finish every article. But you have to, and if you live in New York, you have to carry it if you live on the Upper West Side, even if you don't read it. Lauren, yes, I'm not done with my intro. Go. Why don't you have me over? I'll read it to you. So anyway, <laughs> we're focusing on the incredible Liza Donnelly is here, ladies Woo! and gentlemen. Ted Talker, writer, cartoonist. I love you, Liza. I love you. I love you too, Judy. I, and I, you know, I love you too. I, you know what? I First of all, you're one of the people who I can't believe likes me you know what i mean you know how there are people it's it's really because i watch i, I mean i i'm in the new yorker right is that the reason no you love you love women who are brash and funny and and you know funny not in you know the usual hacky not hacky like the guys are hacky you know you appreciate women who really speak their minds uh and talk about real issues and yet you hate to talk, which is so interesting to me. Sounds like a writer to me. I'm uh, jealous uh, of you guys. I really, I think what it is is I'm, I, I want to be. You want to be louder. I want to be you. Yeah, I want to, I'm loud in my, I'm getting louder in my cartoons. I started out very quiet. Mm, right. But I'm getting louder as I get older. I'm just like, what the heck? I don't Because you get to a point where you're like, I don't right. care what you think. That's right. But guys get to that point so much sooner than, than women. And. I'm almost done with the article in the New York Times about that Maureen Dowd wrote oh, uh-huh. about the women in Hollywood. Um, and, you know, no better last name for a woman than Maureen, than Dowd. Okay, because <laughs> she is. It is like, hubba, hubba. oh, my God, Maureen. You know, she's you not like, like the article. Is it? A, no, I love the article. But some of her stuff is like, Maureen, all right. You don't have to be that miserable in Fabicina. <laughs> she is Fabicina. You know, but she's a great, you know, I don't agree with everything. But anyway, so Liza Donnelly, um, I know a lot about you because I love you. Um, and I know that you uh, grew up in a relatively, quote unquote, normal home, ex- except your parents did divorce. Your father was a doctor. Your mother was a housewife. But your mother bought you a book of cartoons by James Thurber, and you started tracing those, correct? Yep. yep. A- and that is how you sort of became a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I read cartoons, um, especially socially relevant cartoons and subversive cartoons, I, the respect, like the fact like you're saying, oh, you can speak, you know, like Karen and I get on stage, we speak, you know, but you add such this other element and this element of so much of a story in one in one sentence or one photo, I mean, cartoon or one picture, you know, and to me, that is utter brilliance. Um, oh, thanks. I mean, that's what uh, that's what I like about you is you get you get cartoons you were talking to me the other day about how cartoons are little stories right even one image it's a little story right you know there's the characters there's a setting there's the dialogue there's it's like a little set right and And something about distilling sorry boss go ahead 
Uh, what? Oh, uh, distilling like an entire, I mean, idea that's that's so broad into like a one sentence. That's what I just said. Anyway, um, that makes it so much more powerful. It's really, it's really amazing. Okay, that do. was one. And I do see the that's correlation one. between James Thurber. That's pretty cool. You, sim- similarities. Bye now. I love you. So, uh... <laughs> so anyway, I, as a, as a city person, and I did use the city bike the other day because it was Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I wanted to go from the east side to the west, and you know, the blowing up the balloons for the parade, oh, and I was like, right. I can't get a cab, I don't want a cab, you know, so I joined city bike. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can just get a bike at all these stations and then you drop you can use it for 45 minutes and then drop it off. But if I had a foldable helmet, I would have had that helmet with me and I could have worn it at the last minute when I was. And you just fold it up and put it in your bag. Yeah. That's amazing. I want one of those, too. Well, you're not getting that for Christmas Hanukkah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're not right now. Well, if you want to get it for me, go to Amazon.com. See the link in our description. Yeah. Also, Andrew uh, Wiles, Meditation for Optimum Health. Now, I have used Andrew uh, Wheel, Wile. W-E-I-L-L, Wile. And John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, They're together. I have used, uh, when I started meditating, I don't know, it's got to be 11 years ago, maybe? Uh, They really taught, I actually sent that as a gift to my hairdresser who was like anxious and depressed. And they, they really teach you how to meditate. Like, the whole thing, you don't feel guilty, like, oh, I suck, I can't meditate. Oh, it's, it's really so, it, it, it's, Meditation for dummies, like but for be- beginners. It's but it then you feel like you're really good at it. Yeah. So now I can do other meditations. Well, that's why they call it a practice, right? That's cool. I might actually get that for Hamna and I. So yeah, check out our I might um, get gift that links for you. on. Uh, okay, ooh, so I just want you to know on that. Amazon.com. But um, back to our medley. Go to Amazon.com. Yeah, click on our links. Helps out the show and stuff. Happy holidays. Thank you guys for listening. But uh, what, you know, uh, my partner, Elisa, is very literal. Um, And often I have to explain the cartoons. She's like, why is this funny? Why is this funny? And I find that annoying. I also have to explain jokes to her. Mm. But... It's <laughs> it's so annoying. I'm not kidding. I like, know. <laughs> I, I have to. She's and like, she's oh, it's funny because you said that blah, and it's not really true. I'm like, yes. Oh my god. Uh, so <laughs> but she's so funny. I know, and she's really funny. But she's funny in a punny sort of way, very punny, and her the way she relates things. But you relate a visual scene, and and just like a one line. I mean, it's it's incredible. Do you do you Think of the, is it the photo that comes to mind for, or the picture that comes to mind, or the idea? If you have an idea, do you do picture first, or do you write out what the, you know, what the joke is going to, like, how to, what's the process? You come across, like... It's, like, it's mysterious, Judy. I mean, sometimes it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's both. It's either. It's, uh, sometimes it's the words more often now it's the the idea the words like i want to do a cartoon about 
Well, because I'm getting more political lately. So yeah, I baby. I do a cartoon about rape, for instance. Right. So, uh, that's more word based, although it's right. very visual. It's very visual. Very visual. So I try to use the visual to enhance the the words. But then, like with the New Yorker, it's sometimes visual, sometimes words, and then you gotta play with those together, and then you gotta. Um, recraft the, the the caption to make sure it works and then sometimes you just throw it out because it doesn't work at all so do you um you started doing this um as a young girl how old were you when your parents got divorced um 22 oh so they waited till you were out of the house but was it shit growing up like you knew they should be divorced no oh, okay no. sorry because you said that no it's fine well, i have some other i mean my my childhood was was very nice but, right um my mother drank too much. So. Right. So mm-hmm. you're an, an adult child of an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know plenty of those. <laughs> and I, because I'm in the stand-up. And, <laughs> but, so, of course, I mean, I when I think of women mm. of that generation, it's like, because I say to people, you know, we go to therapy now, and we have careers now, and yet these women who were bright and intelligent, told no this is what a woman is this right, is what a woman right. so you're a young girl looking at this woman who's so bright who has so much to offer and yet she's stuck in this role model of you know the 50s and your father's a doctor you know yeah. and here you are and you were so you were intelligent enough to see no 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 she there's potential that she's you know she's drowning her she's drinking it away so right. she doesn't have to was, think was she so creative what, uh, in a, yeah, she was. She drew when she was in college. She didn't finish college, but she yeah. So and and the house was beautiful. Of course, she, that's where she channeled her right. her artistic. But I loved to make her laugh. That's right. The, the I cartoons. read that. Yeah. I drew these cartoons to make her happy because she mm-hmm. was miserable. And um, I mean, my father. They loved each other, but she was miserable. Right. And all our mothers. You and I are about the same age. Right. And Kat, you know, Katha Pollitt. Mm-hmm. I was talking to her once, and and I, and I found out her mother had the same affliction. Right. And she said, "Well, weren't they all?" You know, they were all either drinking too much or medic- self-medicating right. pills and just because they were... My stuck. mother... I think of them as stuck. Those yeah. That whole group of women right. mm-hmm. was stuck. Mm-hmm. I look at my mother... Now, my <sighs> I came from this family of... You know, my grandmother was born in 1896. Now, she was educated. She got a degree and became a teacher. And um, they were all educated you know, in my mother's lineage. And then my mother had a terrible tragedy when she was uh, just turning 17 that her brother was killed, you know, and by the doorman pushed him and he fell and hit his head back. And yeah, yeah. this is a really funny Kill Me Now podcast. But anyway, and that sort of, you know, she went, she was going to go to college. She ended up, I think, getting an associate's degree. But she never, and my father... Uh, who was born in 1916, he had uh, three sisters and he loved his mother and his father was abusive. But he never taught us, just because you're a woman, you can't do this. And my mother, even though she was very depressed and very anxious, um, she spoke up for herself, you know? And yet, when I started speaking up for LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ rights and I was... You know, you know, I am very liberal. Um, really? It, it's like, <laughs> but it was like, Judith, you don't have to talk about it. Judith, you don't. And, and I really feel like all those, and I, that's what I feel about religion, too. I think that people who are afraid to think and don't want to deal with their thoughts, 
you know, subscribe to someone who tells them how to think or what to do in this situation or what is right and wrong. Oh, my God. I love Mac Weldon. What's our what's our code again? Oh, so if you go to Mac Weldon, you put discount code kill me 20 percent off. Which makes it like a billion times like cheaper than Banana Republic and all those other... Such good quality. It is really good quality. I know. And Henry and Ben fight over the shirts. They're so snug and, and nice. They just kind of like hug all around. You yeah, can definitely... You know, it's nice to air out that area. Definitely. Yeah. And they're nice and airy and breezy, supportive. I wear men's and women's underwear and this Together? is... Together? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> when I'm feeling... Oh, God. I have to go throw up. Sorry, go to Mac Weldon and use Kill Me. Did I start wearing men's underwear? You definitely want to start wearing these men's underwear. You might have like a mini little pocket in the front, but that's okay. What do you pocket for? Judygold.com slash Mac. So here you are. You're a young little girl. You have an older... Sister, sister, mm-hmm. who was um, she was arrested. Yeah, she was juvenile delinquent, to use the terminology from the sixties. And that was just mm-hmm. to get attention from your parents, essentially. Probably, I think she had a few. Uh, I don't want to say screws loose, but right. something was off. You know, she would have been diagnosed and on medication now. If, if right, right, of course. Born now, but so uh, would like mm, you know right. Monet. She did, maybe she was rebelling. Yeah. She, she was rebelling, and maybe she uh, is she know, okay now. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. We're not talking about her. We won't talk about her. So um, I made jokes to make my mother laugh, you know, and I, you know, that's what I would do. Yeah. It was always about what, because there was always this pink elephant and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know? So you start. through it. Yeah. You you said it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's easier. You ease. It's, you know, because we were just talking previously, you know, to be ladylike, to be a woman, Especially then. And it, even, I grew up in the 70s, 60s and 70s. You know, um, you were quiet. You were, mm-hmm. that's right. not ladylike. That's, mm-hmm. um, and even when I look at Gloria Steinem, you know, she never raised her voice. She was just even mm-hmm. and, you know, let these people act like idiots. <laughs> and, and I kind of think of you in the same way of, wow. it's so powerful to not react like that, N- not react to the screaming. And I think sometimes I I get, you know, typecasted by, you know, oh, she's so loud, she's so this. But uh, you listen to what I'm saying and my anger, like, Louis Black is angry. Mm-hmm. I'm as angry as he is. Yes, Karen? Well, I was, I was also going to add that I think when you don't have your voice and face attached to your art, it can be more powerful because there's so many men, especially male comics and male people in the business who are like, oh, she's so whiny and angry. And they're not listening to the content. They just don't like your sort of demeanor. I mean, Gloria Steinem was so... Yeah, yeah, Gloria Steinem just had to to kind of play it the way she did, like, and sort of pretty herself up and stuff like that, because it just made people... It forced people to listen to her. And when people are reading your cartoons... They it probably doesn't. They have to get to the end of the cartoon before they realize maybe that it's another voice coming out there. Mm-hmm. But it's also like when I hear guy comics, 
It's just, I can't totally. Listen. Like it to me. I sometimes I cannot hear. I only hear the cadence. Uh. <laughs> And, and the stuff so, they say about women too, like right. the, and it's fine. Can I? Yes. Can I make oh, a no. comparison? Yes. Between what you're saying and and cartooning, because when I first started cartooning, I thought, well, there's no gender bias here. There's no discrimination, um, and I just went about my business being a cartoonist in this in the late '70s and early '80s. And it was only until later I realized that there's still a a bias in the content. And I've noticed this more so mm-hmm. in political cartoons, and mm-hmm. it's changing now because there's diff- there's women becoming political cartoonists. But the cartoons of the men are what you're what you're saying—the loud, angry voice. Right. Know, rah, rah, rah. My pen is a, a gun. Right. My pen is a sword. My pen is. A, whereas my cartoons get at it more quietly, and I mm-hmm. think that's a different kind of voice that's now just now being. Appreciated. I I agree. So, like my happy. friend Wendy Liebman, and you know, yeah. like comics like that, who you know, um, who have that sort of message. Now, who were your female role models growing up? You had your mother. You you know, who did you look to? Um, who had a voice that you identified uh, with? You know one? who? You know who? I Jane Goodall. Oh, Ooh, I love Jane Goodall. Oh, that's great. I mean, great. there weren't many, Judy, right? Right, there no, many. There were no. no. I mean, I loved I loved Phyllis Diller in a yeah. way. Um, yeah. And, and then Laugh-In came when yes. I was in my teens, and I thought, um, who was it? Um, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. I mean, she, I couldn't emulate her, but... Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Oh, fuck. Love Carol Burnett. <laughs> I'm thinking it's one other person. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, anyway. Joan Rivers was big for me. Todie Fields was big for me. Yeah. Mom's Mabley as I got older. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know her back then. But because, I yeah, I know her now. And I realize, oh, my God, Incredible. what she did. And you look you look at the life of Sophie Tucker, who, you know, they they were like, get out of here. You're, mm. you're disgusting. And yeah. she went back with her paycheck, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phyllis, you know, what's interesting about Phyllis I, I interviewed her and, you know, she didn't start doing stand up till she was 37 and she left her family. And and the one interesting thing she said, you know, I, I realized my legs were really scrawny mm-hmm. and funny. So she that's why she started wearing those, mm-hmm. you know, and yet a guy with scrawny legs would never show the right. You know, I wish I had scrawny legs. You're you uh, you're underweight, Karen Carpenter. We're calling you Karen Carpenter instead of Karen. Uh, okay, so you grew so you grow up. You don't really have a lot of female role yeah, models. There are no, no cartoonists that I knew of at the time. Not that I really I didn't see it as a I didn't need to find a woman. Did you know you were gonna do that, or did you say, "Oh, this is something I like to do"? Well, I was doing it since I was really little. Right, right. And then, and then I thought, well, I can't make a living out of it, but I, I love biology, so I thought maybe I'd become a biologist. You went to school for biology. I started out in biology, ended up in art. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I worked <laughs> at the Natural History Museum right. in New York, which was great. Oh, that's great. What did great. you do there? I was in the art department. Oh, wow. Art. And you grew up in D.C. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, were your parents very involved politically? No, no. But my father moved us there before I was born because he liked the diversity of this. Right. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. Who were you closer to, parents-wise? God. Choose wisely. Well, they're both gone now, so right. I don't have that Same. pressure. Um, yeah. God, I probably had my mother in those early years, but then mm-hmm. she died so young oh. that uh, I got really close with my dad. And you right. know what, Judy? I, 
fathers are strong, supportive fathers for women is like the best. Right. It's like that makes all the difference in many ways. I agree. My and I had one. Yeah, I had one, but he died when I was young. You know, I was 27. Uh. So I didn't really get to know him when I really, you know, after it's like after they die, you want to ask them. I'm like, I oh, know. I want I want to ask you this. And I want my mother just passed away in June. And I just I, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to ask her that. It, that's the worst part is wanting to know. You know, my father died right before the Iran Contra mm-hmm. hearing in oh. 1990. Wow. And I remember those hearings, and I just wanted to call him and find out, you know. But whatever. I want. I just really wonder what he would think of that asshole Trump. But anyway, so um, you traveled a lot as you became an adult. Yeah, I went to a school that had um, programs abroad, right. which was rare back then. Abroad, get it? Because uh, it's about women. <laughs> God, I'm funny. Um, Did that make you think of a cartoon? Abroad? Okay, go. It's been done. <laughs> hack. I'm a hack. I call myself a hack. You don't call me a hack, Lauren. Go ahead. Yes, miss. <laughs> yes. Well, my dad, actually, I should say, my dad, uh, I guess he may have gotten the idea from uh, somebody, who was it, that traveled abroad, to lived across, you know, in Europe somewhere with their family. What was that? Mm-hmm. In the 60s. Anyway, he decided to, to take a sabbatical. Right. So we lived in Rome for a year. Big, oh my God. big deal for me. I was of course I was sixteen, and uh, well, for one thing, I had long blonde hair. Yeah, sixteen in Rome. Did you fall in love? Well, I fell in love with a young man on the boat. We took a boat across the right. ocean. How yeah. old? Uh, That's like I never Titanic. <laughs> Wait, never so go ahead. Um, he, uh, oh, that was that was just like a, a you know like a. Uh, a, a little infatuation. Thing. Oh, you didn't no, do didn't anything? Fall. No, but I learned about, God, I learned about sexism. Like, it was a crash course right. in sexism at, wow. in Rome for a year. Right. It's really, you know, and they don't they don't care. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't give a shit. It's like anyway, the Israelis. It's considered right. romantic, even. Like, that, that photo of all the uh, Italians and the American woman in the street or whatever, and they right. all look like they're about to what, rape her. You know, uh, when you're around, because I'm around a lot of sexism <clears throat> with these guys who really do, like... You know, deep down, they're nice, but they have been taught this. Yeah, she's a chick. Yeah, right. yeah, they end up. And, and yet, I don't hate them. Right. Right. Uh, and I, I like them because I know they're nice, and that's what they. But there's something in me that doesn't want to say, you know, fuck you. You know, I, there's a because I don't think I think you know that they're not capable of hearing it. I think there's that. I, I remember when I first started doing, I used to be a lawyer before I went into comedy. And I'm so sorry. law, yeah. I know. Well, I left. And I, <laughs> and um, law, the, the one thing about it is it's probably about 50 years ahead of, of comedy in terms of the way women are treated because they know what's legal and what's not legal. So it was very hard for me when I first started going to like comedy clubs and I would see, I mean, people would say things and you know, it's really hard not to go like, you're violating blah, 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 blah. Like, and it was really, really difficult for me and like, you can't say anything because already people are, you know, you have to, I would pretend like I didn't go to college. Like you have to kind of play down your intellect a little. Did you have that? Yes, absolutely. Like I remember once this man came up to me, my manager, and he said, your problem is you're too smart. And I was like, this is the weirdest problem to ever <laughs> right, have. Right. I mean, I guess if you're in like a beauty contest right. or something, but you know, what, in comedy, it's not appropriate? Well, you, know. you went around the world and collaborated with other female cartoonists. Yeah, and you, 
you found them. Mm-hmm. How did you find them? Like you? On um, uh, the internet. And um, also, I, I belong to an organization called Cartooning for Peace. Yes, we, I love that. Yeah. And you were actually, you're an envoy for the for the well, United- now I just got that title. Isn't that snazzy? I love that. And you went to Israel and Palestine. Yes. And 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 were they together with you, the Israelis and Palestinians, or did you go separately? No, I went. I was a. I worked. The the State Department has a program of speakers, and I and they they have a bunch of political cartoonists on mm-hmm. their on their list, right? And it depends on the the place invites the cartoonist to come spend a week or two in their country talking to groups of people. So um, Israel invited me over. And while I was over there, so I went over by myself. I was over there. I talked to uh, people in the, you know, in the in the uh, uh, <laughs> West Bank settlements. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Then we went over. Then I went over to Ramallah and spoke right. to Palestinian cartoonists. Right. So it's it amazing. It is. It is fascinating because they don't want this shit. No, they don't. They absolutely don't want this shit. And they're friends. Uh, right. And it's also like if you you can't get into Israel if you have been. You know, to an air, or is it you have to go to Israel last? You, if you have, first yeah, then... you have to go there first, uh, and then um, then you can go to the other. Right. Yeah. Then, uh, the next year, somebody th- uh, invited me to Algeria, and they and they said, well, if you're going to go there, you have to get a whole new passport. Right. It's wow. unbelievable. So okay, so you're cartooning, cartooning. Yeah. Um, and the New Yorker was always correct. The be all and end all of although you know Judy, when I was in college I was more of a, uh, left than I well I'm pretty left now but yeah. I thought the New Yorker was status quo until I started right. looking closely and it, right. it was pretty pretty liberal right. back in the 70s right and I decided I could I could do cartoons for them if they'd have me had you been doing <laughs> cartoons for other publications no, well, I sold one to the Guardian oh uh, yeah and, uh, remember that yeah that still around I think so. It's is it or is it online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Lampoon. Oh, and, cool. And New Yorker. That's cool. So, okay. So, how many submissions did you? I, I, you know, how many submissions did you put in before New Yorker bought your first cartoon? Uh, about two years of submitting. Wow. No so, way. Like how often? Almost every week. I don't remember. Too. No way. That's like us working for no, going on stage, and you know, oh, oh that's yeah. amazing. There's some other horror stories. I mean, that's, oh, let's that, hear, let's yeah, hear, baby. Well, George Booth took mm-hmm. him ten years. Uh, Roz Chast, of course, she got in right away. Right, I made it first submission. They bought her stuff. Ugh, I hate people like that. <laughs> Roz, Roz Chast, but she you know. is the Amy Schumer of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh. I love Roz. I love I Roz. Love yeah, we hate Amy though. No, right. we love Amy. Go. <laughs> no, Roz and I were friends from the beginning. So, yeah, no, I like Roz. Um, very different style than you. Mm-hmm. Very different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your first cartoon, it, what, it was like Three Rocks, and what was it? It was, <laughs> I, I remember it, and I saw it a while oh, it's, ago. So it's like one of those cartoons in the New Yorker that people go like, huh, what is that? I don't, I, don't I yeah, I, I saw it a while I'm ago. sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's three, you know, I just got out of school studying art, so it's, mm-hmm. Cezanne has had a theory of, Three elements: the cone, the sphere, and the cylinder. Oh, right, a right. Theory of art, you know, right. art theory. Yeah. And so I drew a cone, the sphere, and the cylinder, and a television set. So it's like taking. Oh, a, oh I love that. Thank That's you. so the New Yorker. Oh, too. that is it's so <laughs> great. Okay, love So you, you, what you do is you submit it, and then they write. They write you a letter, and then sometimes they write holding for yeah, one week that or was back then it's different now but okay and yeah, then so i drop off my envelope i wouldn't see the editor i drop off the envelope and then i'd get it back the next week and it'd say holding one and i think oh great they're thinking right 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 one. right 
How are you supporting yourself during this time? Was it cartooning? She was working at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. No, the Natural Natural History. Natural History Museum. Oh, so that was during the Natural History. Yes. Okay. I was worried about it. So you get your first, like, 1978, 77, nine? Nine. Okay. You get your first cartoon in. You get the letter. Yeah. I get... A notes. No, I, the woman in the little vestibule says, Lee Lorenz wants to see you. Oh, my God. So, I like, so but you had avoided her, buckled. right? You had always avoided her? or um, Well, you, she was like not, she was behind a glass right. window and you just didn't really didn't communicate with her. Did you think that they were like, uh, her again, her again? No, I don't Okay. So. Like so, you okay. knew that it was going to take this long when you went I felt into like it. I was like a, an apprentice, you know, right. you, I heard stories from a That's person. a great TV show. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'd heard I'd heard what the story was with the submission. So okay, so you go. She says, "Oh, Lee wants to see you," and so she buzzes me in, or maybe I don't know if they buzz them. Were you like then. freaking out? I freaked out. I went uh-huh. in the door, and it's like this. Old, Did you like pee a little or anything? Well, I, I, I stopped. In the, I knew in you the were going to ask that, right? Yeah, because I needed to compose myself. Right, I didn't right, right. Think I had to pee, but I had to stop. And like I, I have to pee <gasps> when that happens. Go. So um, and I fix my hair i just like right. worried and then i finally walk down the hall and go to his office and he's in his office and he says well there you are i was wondering where you were so already i i feel like i'd, bl- I'd blown it Ugh, see a guy wouldn't feel well, like know, that i know and that's terrible all right yeah and he just said we'd like to buy this one mm. okay and i think that's all i remember but you're so you quiet say, this is not for sale <laughs> and storm but out. wait but say, but you didn't you, be, you didn't show your gratitude or anything like because you oh, wanted I'm to be sure cool right oh no, god i probably kissed his feet or something yeah. really i don't know all right okay so then um <laughs> who do you call first i often wondered judy i don't remember probably uh, what the fuck probably my father my mother right. was gone by then, right right so. right isn't that sad when you can't tell it them is, you know what she used to do for me when i was little she would clip out those little spot drawings Right in the New Yorker, yes. and put them in a little envelope uh. and save them for me, as if to say, "This is see, you can do this someday." It never occurred to her that I could do the cartoons. Right, right, which right. Is just her generation. That's right, okay. right, right. But wow. Yeah. Okay, so you so, sell it. Do you get a lot of money for the cartoon? It's the it's more than any other magazine. Okay. So and so, how many would you have to sell a year in order to make a living at that time? Every week, you'd have to sell one every week. Wow. I mean, this was the beginning of, of a shift in the magazine. Right. Where, um, they used to have offices. Cartoons used to have right. offices. They used to be treated much more like royalty right. in a way. Although uh, William Sean, who was the editor then when I started there, was very, very respectful of cartoons. Mm-hmm. And he, he was great. And so was David Remnick. I'm not saying he's not, but... So I've heard he's like scary smart, David Remnick. I've never had to have a conversation of any note with him, so I don't know. But I, yeah, he... I've heard him on the radio. He's very smart. Yeah, I've heard him on the radio, too. And he says things like, I don't read social media because it's a waste of time. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this guy has every second of his day. You know, you know what he called me once? What? To my face? What? Twitter queen. Wow. Isn't that nice? That's that's really nice. Twitter yeah. queen. Well, it may be a put down Twitter from him. Like, like I would think it's really flattering. Oh, but yeah, the thing yeah, is, but he might have meant it as a cut, y- put down. Y- right? You yeah, but- can tweet. <laughs> You can write. Oh, sorry. Um, it means he's following you. Right. It means he's jealous. Okay, so let's get to your life. Now, you, your husband, Michael, mm-hmm. is a cartoonist That's at right. The New Yorker. Right. How did you meet I Need the Whole Story? 
Oh, God. And uh, he sold a cartoon before you, correct? Yes, he did. Like 77. Yes. Okay. Wow, you did your homework. Yeah. So, um, we had, we didn't, we hadn't met yet. Right. So you, uh, you sell the first cartoon to New Yorker. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's start, there's parties, you know, there's always parties, right? Right. Um, New Yorker was throwing parties, uh, where are the parties? Like in a, like a fancy thing? I just like well, the, uh, the players club. Once you sold, yeah. they have they have they had a um, an anniversary party every February at uh-huh. the Pierre. Oh. and it was such a fun party. And where you had to get dressed up, right? Yeah, but not not. Where did like, you go you, if you hadn't sold like McDonald's? Like, did they? Where did the like non selected people go for their Christmas party? Oh, they don't no go. Idea. Where okay. did the normals go? So wait, so you get invited to the first Pierre thing? Yeah, and you go by yourself. Yeah. Are you, you can't nervous? bring a spouse even if you had one. Unless you, you can't. Oh God, I was terrified. Oh, I would. But be you know what's? It was fun. Is this? Did big you pee room. a little? No, can it go? <laughs> big room with a huge big band and a huge spread of food and the editorial. All the editorial. Oops. All the editorial folks sit on one side and and eat and drink on one side and all the advertising people are on the other side. Never did the twain meet. Is that the right phrase? I don't know, but it, it whatever you like say that. is perfect. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then there was dancing. Lots and lots of dancing, which I love. Did you have a boyfriend or anything at the time? I always had a boyfriend. Right. And I was going through. You have that look. So, what is your kind of guy? Because you're very quiet. You're very like you're intimidating because you're so smart and you don't <laughs> say a lot. So I, I always, right. I always think, uh oh, she's thinking. She's something. thinking. Yeah. You know, that's I what I think. How to use that all yes. my life? You yeah. Have a, quiet people think you're smart. A deep quiet. You sensuality. are smart. <laughs> okay, so. Um, all right, so to do the scene, we're at the Pierre. You you're look at the good. buffet. What? Well, what? You look hot. Go. Uh, all you know. It's don't give me. Men. I don't remember shit. It's mostly go. men okay, and Roz okay. and I. You know. Okay. Those, those are the cartoons. So you go. So you had known Roz. Yeah. At that time. Roz, yep. So you're hanging with Roz. I, I picture Roz. she's wearing like a kilt and knee socks, just like from her cartoons. Could have been. Right. Okay. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Wore a skirt. Okay. So you. All right. I don't know. I was just dancing and drinking with a lot of the. Guy cartoonists. Right. And well, good Michael looking. Good looking in general, the guys. Yes, no. No, uh, they're cartoonists. <laughs> Hello. Look at Michael's her. good looking. Well, My she, I know, her husband's she, really hot. He is. I mean, yes. you're a very, very. Yo, she's gorgeous. Woman, right? She's yeah. hot. But oh. no, m- male cartoonists. Hello. Okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually. I think I liked being around men. I've always enjoyed the company of men. I love women, men too, and frankly. I'm a lesbian. Go. Yeah. Because women are not nice to each other. I no, like women. I, we're going to get into the women thing. Go. Okay. I like women. Now too. you want me to get into that? No, I want mm-hmm. you to do the Michael meeting. Michael. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So we were th- not that Pierre. We were at a different party that mm-hmm. was put on by. Did somebody you see else. him at the Pierre that night? He saw me. He saw okay. Me. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. It. Music. Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, first time we met um, was at. Michelle Yuri's house. I don't mm. know if you know her. She used to be the cartoon editor of Playboy. Mm-hmm. She would throw parties for cartoonists. Right. And I was sort of lukewarm about Playboy back then. And why? Now I really don't like it at all. I don't know why. But she was she was yeah. a nice woman and she would right. throw these great parties. So we met there, but nothing happened. No, no But was there, no, there was well, no energy between you? No. Nothing? We just shook mm. hands. Who took, who introduced you? A guy named Dick Klein. Who was, oh, Joe. Who, Go. Uh, I don't think so. Dick C L I N E. I don't know. I think he was not. But Dick Klein. C L I N E. Oh, that's C-L-I-N-A like Patsy. Is, is you know it. what that is? We were Jews, and then I, I can't. I don't want to be a <laughs> and Jew then anymore. We were superstar. So. I think Michael's Jewish. Oh, absolutely. Singers. Michael is that? Jewish because I know he is. I look at his face. His last name's Maslin. That. He is a Jew. 
But I know a lot of Bloomfield, New Jersey. I know a lot of Maslins who aren't Jewish. There's so many people who convert. Boschino. No, no, sorry, not Boschino. Um. Oh, Sternberg. Yeah, so there you I'm go. telling you, he's Jewish. And I, I was going to bring that up, but I didn't know if you were aware that he's Jewish. Go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we met then, and then and then another year went by. I invited him to my 30th birthday party, mm-hmm. and he couldn't make it because his, at the time, his girlfriend was having a lot of issues. No, fuck her. What kind know. of issues? I didn't know he had a girlfriend. I don't want I don't think okay. I can go into okay. it. The bipolar, go. <laughs> oh, that's put. Let's just, know, anytime Judy. someone's in has know. an issue, <sighs> it's called bipolar. Go. No, I don't even I don't get so. Oh, all right, um, whatever. Now I'm worried about his girlfriend. So he couldn't make it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then another year went by and I met him at Roxy Monroe's house, mm-hmm. an, a cover artist. Mm-hmm. Roxy Monroe, see? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was with my boyfriend at the time and we were sitting on a couch and Mike was sitting, the boyfriend was sitting between Michael and I and we made a date to go see James Thurber at auction at the mm-hmm. armory behind wow. my boyfriend's you know, literally behind. Oh his back. yeah, baby. Wait, was the, what was the? What did the boyfriend do for a living? Was he an art, artistic He's a musician? Person? Which okay. is prescient because your cartoons with your husband about marriage, a lot of them are on a couch. Go sofa. That's go. Right. Go. Ooh, uh, so we made this date, like professional it. date. Mm-hmm. And my hands are doing a quote air quotes. Yes, yes. But um, at that point, there was something. Uh, maybe. Well, like obviously, things weren't working out with this okay. guy. Yeah, he's an idiot. Go. <laughs> and so we went to, we made this date. We went to the armory to see, um, it was an auction of, of, of art, and, and there was a Thurber there. Because Michael is a Thurber uh, fan as well. He, because of Thurber as well. So I love Thurber. And, and what's interesting is, okay, wait, I don't know what that was. I had like an inside burp. But you, so when your first date was going to the Thurber thing, mm-hmm. did you make out on the first date? <laughs> we had uh, sandwiches. I thought you were going to say we had sex. Because you're like, we had sandwiches. Okay. And then when did you know? I, oh. I knew I knew then. Right. I, I did he know like, then? I think he yeah. knew. I think he knew a year earlier. What right. happened to the girlfriend? Was she done by that oh, date? Oh, God. He you with done, the fucking girlfriend. Him. I'm sorry. I need All to right. know every detail. Okay. So what I find interesting. So how long did you guys date before you... Um, a couple months, and then we got a place together. I kept my apartment, but we we good, rented a house good. together. Uh huh. And um, in in uh, in in Hudson Valley, were you competitive right. with each other? I'm getting there. I'm so sorry. It's on here. I, I get to that. Judy, you're better. <laughs> you're better. God damn it! So am I being funny enough? Yes, you're okay. hilarious. You're awesome. Nah. Oh my god, I love you. So then, all right. So you meet him. You move in. Uh, and then when? How long? After did and you get married? We, uh, uh, we got married about a year after we, we like met. big wedding or uh, two hundred people. Um, no, no, the wedding was smaller, and then we had a party at. Yeah, we, see, we bought a house first together. We right scraped, and, scraped and a Rhinebeck in Rhinebeck. Yeah. Yes, right. and then we because um, we needed a place to have the party. Right, and um, that's what I do. If I have to have a party, I buy real estate. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so we got married in a. a I, I'm of Quaker background, so we got mm-hmm. married in a Quaker meeting house, mm-hmm. and then um, had the party at our house. Oh, and there were cartoonists there. You know what's amazing is when I think about it. So you grew up with this, you know, alcoholic, depressed mother who wanted a better life for you and and really gave you this please please go and do this yeah. sort of you know don't end up like me kind of thing mm-hmm. and he grew up with a strong powerful mother who was a single mother right at the time which yeah. we didn't I see say a lot powerful, of powerful but strong strong mm-hmm. a strong woman mm-hmm. and um 
I think guys who grow up with strong women are completely different men. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Yeah, thank you. That's why I'm so sure. Well, as soon as I met her, I, I knew that was like the, the piece of the puzzle. Right. Like, Did oh. she like you? Yeah. And um, I knew that she was not going to be one of these domineering right. mother-in-laws. Right. And, di- and what did she do for a living? She worked in a factory. Wow. And then she met her step her her Michael's stepfather, yeah. who was a former prize fighter, uh huh, and wow. owned a bar in Newark, New Jersey, which I, is where we're from. Oh I God. was no, I was born in Newark. Then we li- we lived in Elizabeth. I was just born in oh, okay. Beth Israel Hospital, and then we moved to Sh- Clark. I can't. Okay, so um, how, now here you are. You're both cartoonists, mm-hmm. and but you have separate areas where you work. Oh yeah. Okay. And you do not show each other any of your work. Uh, no, pretty much, yeah. Until we've submitted it, right? Um, has all right. So, like, with actors or comics, you know, one is doing great and the other one's in a shit. You know, what happens during those times of you're getting you're selling a bunch and he has writer's block or artist block or whatever? Well, yeah. You always have a little bit of writer's block. Right. All, every week. You know? Right. I'm sure you do, too. Yeah. So that's really not... Which is why I have jokes course. that are 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad um, you said it. And he always sold more than I did from the beginning. Do you, And do you think it's because he is... I don't want to say that. Because he's a man? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, I, I don't... You don't know. I don't want to okay. say that. Nobody I know. I don't want to say it either. Especially if it's your husband. Okay. Then you have two daughters. Yes. Okay. Are they artistic? Yes. You are so not giving up. Are the they funny? Are they funny? They're both very funny and they're both artistic, although they don't draw. They don't. They well, don't do they want to go into. No, they don't. One one is um, a sous chef. She's artistic. Oh, with, wow. With food. Draw. She's really great with food. Uh-huh. And the other one is really. Um, she's a, uh, good with words. She's. Mm-hmm. She's. Um, she works with books. She's a bookseller. Right. You know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Are you proud of them? Very proud. Do they live by you? Yep. One one lives um, in Rhinebeck. Mm-hmm. The so bookseller. Well, because that's oh, that's the bookseller. I was going to say, isn't the Culinary Institute near there? It is. So the sous chef, I would sous think. Chef. I don't know if she'll go to that that yeah. school, but she's she's working in in uh, Tivoli, New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And are you very close with them? I'm very close with them. And it, are they very close with yep. Michael? Yes, we're a very close family. God, you guys like look so fucking perfect. I it can't stand it. It is a little perfect. It. it is. Yeah, but they didn't it's not like they had it easy growing right. up. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. So, um let's talk about I don't want to talk about Isis because I can't because I fu- they've ruined my life by the way. I know they've ruined other people's lives, but it's annoying. <laughs> just a little. It's just annoying. <laughs> I really have enough I mean, video. I have so much shit to think about. With my bills and the kids, and now I got to worry about getting fucking blown up. Anyway, not that it's about me. The Jutland Post. Well, that's the Jilan uh, Postin, whatever oh, yes, right, that Postin right. from Israel. The the Muhammad cartoon oh, controversy. Those, right. Sorry, right. So in in two thousand five, mm-hmm. uh, there was a big uh, the Danish these Danish writers or cartoonists drew. You're not allowed to draw Muhammad. Or any sort of, mm-hmm. it's like the Jews. You're not allowed to say God's name in Hebrew, and you have to write oh, Jew dash D now. Okay. Um, g- d- you 
what I mean that was sort of the beginning of this like we have freedom of speech we have freedom of expression and then now these people are how how were you involved in that sort of event that um was a shock you know when i we woke up that morning and there's mm-hmm. the word cartoon on the front page of the new york times right and i'm like whoa you know because on one hand i'm i'm proud of this fact that we're mm-hmm. suddenly getting attention for the seriousness right. that we had that we are able to create right. on the other hand it was horrifying mm-hmm. what, what was going on so anyway uh that next a couple months after that i was invited to um speak at the UN, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Uh, and that was the beginning of... I hate when you say believe it or not. You are so <laughs> accomplished. Go. So yes, well, you go I, to I speak was, at the UN. So uh, it was a it was a uh, forum for cartoonists. The Kofi mm-hmm. Annan is a big fan of cartoonists. Mm-hmm. So he and Jean Plantu, who's the French cartoonist who started this. Accent. Say it again. Jean Plantu. <laughs> go ahead. Um, <laughs> Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> started, uh, had, had a forum for cartoonists and there were about... Twelve of us from around the world. Jeff Danzinger, who's mm-hmm. a, a great guy here in the city, mm-hmm. cartoonist, and Ann Telness, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people from right. other countries came together and talked about cartoons, and that was the beginning of cartooning for peace. Which is not the cartoons are not all about peace; they're all about expression, right. yes, and learning to talk to other countries, other cartoonists. Um, and what do you think of the Charlie Hebdo? Um, uh, that's a tough one, right? You know, it's not. not I can't. It's not a short answer. I, 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 I have time. <laughs> I mean, because uh, I'm a comic and I believe in freedom of expression. Mm-hmm, and I believe mm-hmm. you should be able to say whatever you want. I totally agree with you. Um, and that they have the right to do whatever they want. I totally agree. Um, but do we call that uh, just, you know, a regular periodical? Do you know what I mean? That... It's Did, a fringe. I mean, it, right. not for France. It's not fringe. Although right. I suppose it might be. So, I mean, everyone's like, we are Charlie Hebdo. But like, I'm sure a month before they were like, I hate Charlie. Did you see what they did? That's so offensive. Right. I've been to France a, a number of times and mm-hmm. I they, they are split in their right. opinions over there. There's right. many people who love that because it's it's a typical I think it's typical French humor. Right. From for generations. Right. And I think maybe it's uh, history now. But I also believe that th- they serve a purpose like the Westboro Baptist Church serves served a purpose because we could point to something tangible you know what we're not making this shit up this is what we have to deal with so it sort of is something you know what i mean it's there and we can use it to prove our point who's who's we like i'm saying i'm saying like the l now see now i feel like an idiot now i'm like oh my god i'm really stupid i didn't say no No, i'm saying like the lgbt community yes rstuvwxyz uh you know they have the, the, the um the Westboro Baptist Church. God hates fags, 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 fags. Um, someone is going to take that and put Judy Geltz at fags, you know. But you know they'll they'll they're protest at these funerals, and yet, you know, we when we say you know that we have to deal with this kind of crap, and everyone's like, well, too bad, you know, or no, you don't. We have tangible evidence. Right. That's why I like Trump, Trump. right? That's Putting why pictures I like Trump. to it. It's like with the Holocaust. Right. Because Trump, to me, everyone's like, ooh, he's so offensive, right. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he, I feel like he's just saying what a lot of people right. think. 
I mean, why is he so popular? And I think it's like the people in the party mm-hmm. are, are saying, oh, don't say that. And I'm like, but you say it with the almighty dollar. You know, you say right. it in a much more dangerous, passive way. So sometimes it's good to know who's out there. I mean, mm-hmm. the French don't have necessarily the most tolerant um, opinion of Muslims. Mm-hmm. Right. Or so, Jews. Or Jews, right. right. But not all French. No, not all French. No, absolutely. of course not. I think French oh. people pretty much hate everyone equally. Okay, Lauren, thanks. <laughs> Feminism. I really want to talk about this because, you know, a lot of your early cartoons are about, you know, girls and what they have, how they have to act and what they have to wear and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you are as I said, sort of Gloria Steinemish in your very, you know, nonplus by anything, right? Um, but now we have this new wave of feminism where girls are talking about, you know, sex and this, and they believe if they speak like a guy and talk about the same stuff, God, that is feminism. That is inequality, right. not inequality, and equality, you know, um, how do you feel about that? I like that question. Thank you. Uh, you make me think about stand-up comedians and how sometimes, and certain movies, um, how women are considered funny if they act like a man. Right. And that's annoying. Um, but like what Amy Schumer's doing, she's doing some of that, but then she's also putting out a great message absolutely so she's 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 getting the attention of the mainstream right media. it's like she pulls, she them, pulls in. them in with the gross bathroom jokes and then sticks it to them with the real stuff right because so she's and that's what you have to you have to you, you know you have to get to their level that's what i was and saying then in last episode bring judy bring them in mm-hmm. now uh how far now now then the, we have the hybrid amy schumers who are can't do the second half of that mm-hmm. Which I think is detrimental in a way. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I don't. I think I don't it objectifies them. I think the women are objectifying themselves, and I know I would probably get a lot of flack for saying that, but they, some of these young girls who are starting to do comedy and they just say cock and jizz and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I can say that on your thing, right? So. Oh my that's, god. That's like so, a green. That's such a you know. Well, that's, that's an easy way. Yeah, you know, it, it is, but jokes. it's. But where do you? Th- all right. So we have gotten. So when you take feminism and you go, okay, so we've gotten to this point where we can talk about you know wages and this and you know whatever female president and blah 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 blah. That it's not like oh my god, there's never going to be a female. You know. Where do you, what do you think is our next step as women as it, this next generation? What do we have to accomplish? And how do you think we have to get? You know, we have the Cheryl Sandbergs, we have those people, but we still have such blatant anti. I mean, like the fact that the GOP can tell me, you know, I have right. to get a vaginal ultrasound or you're closing Planned Parenthoods. Yet I have to look at fucking Viagra and Cialis commercials every five minutes. You know, yeah, there's like two two things going on here. You've got like the feminist changes at the top that that are very visible. Uh, the Sheryl Sandbergs and the uh, whatever Hillary Clinton. Yeah. But then on the ground, it's still the you know, the football culture that. Talk about kill me now, right? Moments. I'm so pissed mm. off at 
at what football has done to our culture. That's caused this rape culture in our. I know. Oh, good. So, we have a kill me now moment with Liza Donnelly. Yeah, I was thinking about that coming here. Like, what am I kill me now? Yeah, well, I watched some of that movie last night. Uh, right, the Hunting Grounds. Right. Um, and I've drawn cartoons about rape, uh, rape culture in this country, and 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 and, uh, and with Ray Rice and football. Culture. Right. It just pisses me off that people don't. It's it's all about entertainment. It's all about. I don't know. You, you know what I'm talking about. I totally I can't know. Get the words out. I'm so pissed off. Yeah, I get like that too. But it and and even and the other thing is is that the Vi, the new Viagra commercial has a girl yes. in an in a football jersey. Yes, walking around, walking around, tossing a football. I know. It's such. It's like people don't see this stuff. You and right. I see it. You and you, Karen, you see it. You know when you when you start looking for it, it's right. everywhere. It is mm-hmm. every. And then, be, and then I feel like then there's just still this pressure like. Oh, I'm an angry feminist. I shouldn't right. be so right. so hair trigger. But but we have to be hair trigger on some level. I don't understand. It's, it's everywhere. It's as if black men and 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 uh, feminists are not allowed to be angry and gays and all right. I know, but I'm saying like Obama. I'd love for him to get up there and go. You know what, you motherfuckers. Right. But then he can't because he then can't. he's an angry black man. Right. Exactly. And Hillary at Benghazi. I would love for her to have at the hearing said, <laughs> "You're a fucking great? idiot. Why are you talking to me like that?" And you right know? now, you're an angry dyke. Like right. that's that is one of the biggest uh, weapons I think that we have, and that you know the higher ups have or whatever is um, uh, to make you feel embarrassed about something. But to point why out. is anger? Like Liza, why do you think anger is such a bad word with women? Like, why can why are we not allowed to be angry? It's still lingering. It's still socialized. We're supposed to of be course. peacekeepers and make nice and make everybody happy and bring cookies and if you right. know, I mean, it's ladylike. If you're lady-like. angry and you're a man, you're passionate. If you're angry and you're a woman, you're a bitch. Okay. Yes, Lauren. But why is that still perpetual? Why? Because yes. it, 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 because there are so many men who don't want it to change. Why would you want that to change? I think women are like that I think too, women though. don't want it to change too. When I look at Carly Fiorina, okay. So here you're like, okay, she's a woman. She was successful-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very well educated, you know. I can't stand her. She's very passive aggressive, which is a it was just an acceptable f- right for, for a woman. Yeah, what we're talking about is it's a system. It's not, right. you know, I don't hate men. I love men. I love men. Uh, yes, yes. It's a system that women are complicit in as well. So right. and society has fed into this with the men and women. Okay, Lauren, you're thirty, thirty one, and we're we have more years. Can we talk about that too? Yes, the That's age. another kill yes. me now moment. I, just, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you guys. All right, good. Go. Liza <laughs> no, wants no, to talk. I, I, I'm getting to be that age where, on the one hand, it's great because I don't. I can be more invisible now. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, kill me now. But uh, on another hand, it's. I, I. The invisibility is is driving me nuts, and I feel like our age, being older, is something to be respected. Or not. Right? I don't know. I know. I just want to. I have perspective. Right. That, Absolutely. That can be useful. Right. Also, I it's go to, skin deep. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. So I, you cannot interrupt this conversation. You're 31. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, I still, I'm 53. Go to comedy clubs most nights of the week 
I see guys who are my age and they're cool and they have shows and they have this and they have that and they and I'm pretty much the oldest woman I think do you think I'm one of the older yes and I don't feel it I don't think my act acts like you know I'm old Um, and yet I am I've you know, I've been told I aged out of Comedy Central. We talked about this the other day. Oh, good Lord. I've aged out. There's certain shows, well, she's aged out. And then, then there's guys who are five years older than me. They haven't aged out. Um, I don't, uh, this aging thing, as if it's, it, I don't, it's awful. Yeah. I mean, and it's like. I think it's related to the attractiveness thing. Like, of it's course. okay to. It's okay if you're a guy because, you know, it's like these vile-looking men. It's okay if they're comics. Whereas if you're a vile-looking woman, you be- But it's we're not vile-looking. Car- right, no, no, no. But, it, but they think that if you're older, like I have to say, there was a booker at a big comedy club who said to me, and I lie about my age to everyone, when I'm not going to say it out loud here, but I lie about it to everybody. And he was like, nobody's going to want to see a woman over 40 on this stage. And I'm like, you have women over 40 all the time. But I didn't, you know, and I think it's, there's something about. What comedy club? I'm not going to say. Come on. It's you like one of the say. few that I get a lot of work at. And okay. So I can't, I can't do it. I'll tell okay. you later. And then one of the reasons why I can't get work like I'm asking, you know, for help for other places is that these, the people that I had relationships with have left. And now they have these young bookers who are like, you know, two and, you know, you walk in and you're not like a hot 25-year-old woman. And they're like, okay, well, yeah, we'll look, we'll look at your tape. And then they don't. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's very – I think it has – there's – I don't think it plays into the factor Do you feel threatened by younger female cartoonists? Threatened? No. See, no. I don't. I, I mean, I, I am – You've hit a certain point, though, that I never You've had. hit a certain point, and she's also a cartoonist and is – Hit a certain point. I haven't hit the point I've wanted to hit. But, I you, but you've hit enough of a point. I understand what you're saying. You are considered but you've hit a legend. A yeah. Oh, please. But I, you know, I like when these girls, you know, girls, because they're young to me, but mm-hmm. I like when these women succeed. And yes. I, I do feel like, you know, we need to know that we need to support every woman who succeeds yes instead of being jealous or wanting what she has you know that article about the you know in the times about this young 34 year old guy who gets to you know direct this blockbuster movie because he the director was like oh there's a guy he looks he's just like me meanwhile a woman would be like no i worked so hard to get here i can't give it to you because you know what if i don't you know and it's so it's such a hard thing but it's also like the age like, don't tell me I'm too old. I have kids. Henry, my 19-year-old, is like, oh, well, the guys in my front think you're funny. Can you do a set? You know. Right. It's like, yeah. Joan Rivers was never more relevant yeah. when she died. Yeah. And more into pop culture and, you know. So she managed to get over the the hump, as right. it were, of, of the age problem. Right. Although she probably didn't have a lot of work when she was... 50 or something right she probably had a well she time. had that whole you know the issue with edgar and day right. you know but yeah it's it's the aging 
I think the fans are fine and they're there, but I think sometimes the, the people who yeah, I think sometimes the people who control it don't really they're scared. It, it, it they want to make money, and it's old school, and they all need to fucking die and get out already because the people that control it are assholes. They're so short sighted. Kind of, um, you know, uh, if the people who controlled it though let you on stage didn't age you out you would see the following you would see the people well, responding I, you know, here's you an example so that I, no one really gives a fuck i've written you know with people a couple of scripts for great i mean the characters in my life are so rich and should be on television i mean my life story is really relatable and interesting and yet well you're too old. I'm too old. Now, I love Louie. I love um, I love Mark Maron. I love all those guys. Mm-hmm. I love them. But it's like, why is their life more relatable than my life? Um, and how do you know who's going to watch something? Uh, right, you know? Right, right. You don't fucking know. Because right. who well, knew? Like, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Orange is the New Black was rejected by everyone until... Mm-hmm. And, um, like, who thought Transparent was going to... It's about money, right? I mean, they just it's they're afraid all, to take a risk. Right. And, and, well, and once they do, is a risk. Yeah. Well, I don't know like, why it's a risk. I heard Lena Dunham was like the babysitter for Judd Apatow yes. or something. And that's, I mean, like, if she hadn't been the babysitter for Judd Apatow, she would probably be, like, people would be like, oh, you know, you know, lose a few pounds and then maybe we'll put you in our play. You know what I mean? Like, it is really, it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But she, it is, a, and men have, they get that benefit of the doubt sometimes a little bit. They have access. I think But I don't, and I don't want to be angry, and I want to yeah. keep doing my mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be financially as secure as right. these guys. You know, right. like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It is frustrating. It is really frustrating. It, it's insane. It's really insane. Um, what you're so, thinking i am thinking i'm just trying to think how we can you need to do a cartoon okay Men... my favorite cartoon of yours yeah. is the two little girls playing uh-huh oh, and the yeah. one says to the other when do you plan on losing your self-esteem <laughs> i just think that's like like it sends I love, chills i love when when we get married <laughs> When we get married, you can be the boy and I'll be the girl. <laughs> Thank you. I, I love, love that one. one. Too, I like the one with the two little girls where, well, if we're not people, then we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh, two women talking. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. What's your favorite cartoon of yours? Uh, there's one that started my whole sort of feminist kind of bent. Mm-hmm. And um, Tina Brown bought it. She bought a number of cartoons. Mm. Anyway. And she sort of encouraged that snarky, I hate that word, but I use it because it's efficient, snarky woman talking Mm -hmm. in my cartoons. And and this is a woman walking. It's a a typical New Yorker kind of cartoon. But she's walking into the room. She's pouring a glass of wine. And there's a guy standing there. And he's wearing this, like, vest that has all decorations on it and stuff. And she says to him, some wine with your vest? So she's... (laughs) teasing him and that's right. my thing is I so I many love women that. don't I know that use one too. humor right. and um, 
by but it's those... intimidating like humor yeah. is intimidating right. it's aggra- it can be aggressive your art form is can be very aggressive i mean you're controlling right. the audience i i know it's like you're the conductor yeah. and you're controlling their emotions as and, well and the, that's part of the problem with women in comedy i think is that men they men don't want to be controlled by women right and i just go too fucking bad yeah right <laughs> and i remember being on the road with these guys and they're so unattractive they're wearing sweatpants on stage you know and after the show uh they're all they have women all over them and I'm like can someone give me a ride back to the hotel you know it's totally. it's so like it is funny it's like they're gross mm-hmm. yeah and and um, so Neanderthal the, in a lot of their yeah, men. I mean they right. get up and they say really I mean I, and again I'm a big supporter of free speech and free uh, free aggression free expression and they they're on stage and they're the way they talk about women sometimes is so vile and then you see women. Uh, that's why we, when and you say women are, over them. and then women, uh, it's like the women are complicit because sure. they're used to it. That's familiar right, that's territory yeah. for them, and they're like, "Oh, that's so funny the way you're talking." I'm like, "He was putting you down," but they don't see it that. But way. it's also like I think because I'm a lesbian, I never. I was like, "No, you know what? Mm. That's not. I don't know. I'm. I have no interest in you sexually. I don't think. Yeah." Um, but yeah, I, I totally, and want, I don't know, It's just, I'm very frustrated. I'm yeah, very frustrated, but are. I, you are a hero. Well, thank you. You are a feminist you're, hero. You're a hero to me, too. Uh, I can't even take that in because you're so fucking smart and accomplished. <laughs> I'll I record it. Do that. your just... daughters know how? I don't know. We, oh, we get along. And your husband must be a feminist as well, Michael. He is. I had to. I had to teach him some things. Really? Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite cartoon of his? Oh, God. I can't. Judy, I can't. All right. Oh, I know. I know. There's one. He does these wonderful drawings of, of theme parks. Like mm-hmm. a, there's a merry-go-round. Right. And a man. It's a oh, very, yeah. Kind of I love this one. It's a romantic cartoon. Right. The, um, uh, the woman is saying to the man, I think, so, uh, uh, it's funny. I thought marriage was more of a roller coaster ride. Right. So I know. I love that one. <laughs> I like that. I love him. Is he really sensitive? He's he is, he is. But he's funny. I know he's, he's really funny. He's a talker too. See, it's a, that's another stereotype among men and women. Right. I'm the quiet one. He's the talker. Right. In the family It's usually the right. The complete opposite. The reverse, yeah. I'm the talker. Are you? I'm not one of those gabby women. Yeah. Not that you are. I'm not saying you are. No, I am. I'm. It's very. I'm just not gabbing so much because I'm scared of Judy. But I. Um, <laughs> In a good way, Judy. Don't Ugh. give me that look. You better be. You better be. It's my goddamn show. Say? That's yeah. right. Um, before we end, Liza. Oh, we have to stop? This is so fun. I know. Can you? Will you come back? Um, now I feel like John Weber. Will you come back? I'd you come back. Right? You come yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah, okay. We should do like a panel thing. I will be Not like The View. Right. Because I can't with that. But well, you know. I, will, I do want to discuss Thanksgiving recipes and quilting. We could okay. call it. We could call it The Spew. Hmm. I like that. Can some, I'm, honestly, I need to be murdered right now. <laughs> All right. So, I like you, Karen. Um, are, we ask every guest this. I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> what is the answer? Well, tell me. I'm going to say negative. But okay. um, are you on any antidepressants? No, I'm not. See? I knew it. I um, knew you were going to say that, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. Wow. I thought Lately, maybe yes, because she's no, an artist. I knew, I knew, I knew she wasn't. Um, I, you know, we ask everyone that because I'm on a shitload. Um, and it's interesting who says no and who says yes. Do you but think anyone had, lies? No. No. 
What'd you say? Does anyone Does lie? Does anyone lie? No one's really lied. Uh, not that we know of. How do you yeah. know? I, you can get a You can tell. Yeah. And there I have there have been very few no's. I keep a really nice balance during my day of mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah, me too. And then red wines at the end of the day. So oh, my like, God. Can we hang out? Yes. Oh, oh my God. I would love that. <laughs> I would uh, yes, love Karen, too. you can come. Can, I'm serious. <laughs> no, can I come, I, you guys? I would love that. I would love it, too. <laughs> I want to do that documentary thing. Like, you know, a book club, but a documentary club yes. instead. Oh, yeah. Oh. Wasn't that my idea? Yes, but yes. I'm taking it now. Okay. Can I film it? No. Like where we all watch a documentary can, and then talk I, about can it. Can I go to yeah. comedy clubs with you? Yes, come with me. I love, I'm just such oh, a fan I was, of all comedy. The, uh, all weekend I was work. Come with me. I all right, we're, that's it. I'll make You're a my play new date friend. for you guys. <laughs> You're so not excited. involved. Yet. Um, I have your schedule. I cannot thank you enough. I just could talk to you for like another five hours. I think I could too. We're I on have, the same wavelength. I know. I have to go pick up Henry at the fucking airport fucking Henry. Oh, i have to tell you one thing yeah if we'd had a son we yeah. think of naming him henry no way either william or henry see when i named him henry everyone's like eh, really I like eh. and i'm and now everyone names their kid henry i like teddy uh, and danny better but i named my kid up. henry henry jacob and benjamin dove Ooh. dove is hebrew name mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his name means lightning bear in hebrew that's so cool and he is such a lightning bear. I'm going to he's start like calling bear. him lightning bear. And I can't like, wait to meet your sons. Oh, you're going to love them. Henry will love you, too. I mean, they'll both love you. Um, so we are on for Red Wine. Yep. Comedy. Comedy. Documentaries. Documentary. I, I, uh, you are, ladies and gentlemen, uh, LizaDonnelly.com. Two mm-hmm. N's, two L's. Yep. Uh, 15 books of cartoons. Yep. Not Not my own, but... I edited. A bunch. I said they're yours, okay. <laughs> and when Sorry. I say they're yours, um, I put them together. That's the right. brand new one, the newest one, is the marriage one or no? No, women on men. It's all oh, about women, women on men. That's right. Men. That's right. Ooh. Women on men. I like that. And uh, you've done TED talks. Uh, will you be appearing anywhere, or we're just going to be looking for you? Not uh, nearby. I'm going to Rhode Island to give a talk. Um, and you have a uh, you have one of those doctorates from the University of Connecticut. I do, Judy. Follow her on I'm, Twitter. Yeah. That's a ama- what's that I was like? like? Oh, it's like you know I I grew up a, a white overachieving right uh, suburban kid, so right. uh, education right. was big deal. And I thought someday I'll get a PhD, and then right. somebody gave me one. Oh, so I got to awesome. get one of those, but I'll get it at like a community. <laughs> Go to college. Trump you. I'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. Job, Wait, yeah. and so, um, and when you... It was UConn, sorry. I should yeah, say. it's UConn. And when you um, publicly speak, do you get nervous? Not really anymore. Yeah, good. Um, and Liza, your Twitter's at Liza Donnelly? Yes, please follow me. Yeah, L- L-I-Z-A. What's the PhD in? Is it in... Oh, God. Uh, for, uh, no, women's studies and, and peace work. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Um, Liza Donnelly, L-I-Z-A-D-O-N-N-E-L-L. Why? Yeah. And like um, yo, Liza, my mom is a huge fan of yours. Oh I my god, she's she trying sends, to she sends finish. Me cartoons all okay. the time. That's how Great, we connect. Lauren. She says I'm trying. I'm gonna I ask your autograph <laughs> now. <laughs> so um LizaDonnelly.com at Liza Donnelly, get the New Yorker, get your books. You are you're just amazing. Thanks, you're amazing. Judy. Thanks, thanks. I mean Thank you for everything you do. I really, really, 
It's, it's, it's so great. Really? If I hang out with you, will I get more verbal? Probably Absolutely, no. yes. Good. You'll have to. No. You can ask Lauren. I have conversations with myself where I play the other people in the house, and <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm out of my mind. But um, I, thank you for all you do. Wow. Thank you for having we, me on. This is we really do love fun. you, and you're really, coming really back. Fun. You're coming yep. back. We come back. I'd love to. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to. All right. Thank you all for listening. And if you're going to be Thank around um, uh, this December, around the fifth, uh, Judy will be. It's on the fifth at Beacon Theater for Home for the Holidays, the Sim- Cindy Lauper uh, benefit and concert. Yeah, um, she's also going to be at True U- Colors, baby. True Colors. Awesome. Yeah, she's going to be at UCB East on December thirteenth at seven thirty p.m. You're doing like an improv show. Yes, and she's going to be at Caroline. Uh, Christmas weekend. No, it's not a weekend, is it? No, it's not. Oh well, you it's know, the twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. That's 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 an artist weekend we call yeah. it when it's in the middle of the week. So uh, go check it out. Thanks, Lauren. I'm at uh, judygold.com. Lauren's at laurenhennessy.com. Oh my god, my website is so messed up right now. Okay, it's... so we're not doing that. At Lauren Hennessy, Karen, Karen Burgreen. Get my book on Amazon, and, and and I think other sites too, but I think Amazon's probably. The what easiest. about you? Are your books on Amazon? Uh, yes. Okay, good. And I am an Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. So long! And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit.